to the Beyond the Moment podcast, where we focus on the moments that matter. Hey friends, I'm Rebecca Lindhout. And I'm Amanda Martinson, and welcome to Beyond the Moment. Why do I feel like it's been so long since we've done this? It's been a while. We are so far apart in proximity. (laughs) There's a whole wall that keeps us apart. I would like to say that one of us Well, both of us have been on vacation this summer, but you have been the more frequent vacationer because you were at the beach and I'm not jealous, but I am jealous. I've not been to the beach. I think it's been, I want to say, gosh, has it been? Yeah, I don't think we went at all last year. So it might have been two years now since we've been to the beach. Look, I don't feel sorry for you. You went to Dollywood. (laughs) I've never been to Dollywood. You've never been to Dollywood. Well, we didn't get it. We didn't, (laughs) we didn't get to go to Dollywood this time, but I have been to Dollywood. And let me tell you, you know, my affinity and beloved Dolly Parton. Like I just have a special place for her in my heart, but you have to go to Dollywood sometime. It is. You were in proximity to two Dolly. Oh, I was. I mean, I saw, well, we did go to the Dixie Stampede and Dolly is everywhere at the Dixie Stampede in all her red, white, and blue outfit glory. She's while you were eating your turkey leg. <laughs> they give you a whole chicken now. It's like a whole rotisserie chicken and a side potato. We went with them. Um, we went with our friends and they have three boys. And, uh, and of course we had our two girls. And so that was the first time any, no, I'm trying to think it might've been, I might've been the only one out of our group that had been before. And so we were talking about the food beforehand. I was like, y'all don't understand. Like, this is like, when they're saying they're giving you a meal, it is like, you're getting it a whole chicken and they give you like a little side. I'm going to call it a pork chop. It's some form of pork and a potato and the vegetable soup. Oh my gosh. It, I had two bowls. Cause I was having a, a weird like pregnancy day where nothing really sounded good. And that the waitress came around. She's like, you want some more? I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Put some more of that soup in there. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> At least give me some more soup in 90 degree weather. Yes. That is what my baby craves. <laughs> yes, that is it. Like baby was wanting that vegetable soup. Yeah, we had a good time. It was fun. Do you, you, and did- you know, I was trying to picture you at Dixie Stampede. And the only thing that I could bring to mind, like I, I've seen like the billboards for it, you know, and a person yeah. and a horse waving a flag or yep. something like mm-hmm. that. But I can't, my brain kept trying to put you at medieval times. <laughs> you so- know, here's the funny thing. I've never been to medieval times because we actually had that conversation that weekend when we were all there. I do feel like it's similar though. Like, I feel like that's, it's similar, right? Cause it, I, I definitely had you in like a robe and eating a turkey leg and that like, just sounds like a fun Friday night to me, a like crown. in a robe. <laughs> in a robe and a crown eating a turkey leg. That sounds like a fun Friday night to me. <laughs> With a dolly impersonator. The, yes. I gotta have my dolly. Yeah. It in is. addition, dolly impression. Yes. Abounding. If, at if, if anybody happens to be listening and you live in Tennessee and you live in Pigeon Forge or Gatlinburg, can I just tell you like, just, it's so beautiful there. I just love it. I'm a mountains girl. Are you a mountains girl or are you an ocean girl? Absolutely not. Um, I don't know if you have um, picked up on this for me, but I'm not a super nature person. Ah, uh-huh. I'm, I'm a plant lady, mm-hmm. but um, I don't, I don't like, I like to keep the boundaries between mm-hmm. nature and self. Mm-hmm. 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 And um, yes, yeah, so mountains, they, they remove the boundary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's some bears, there's some, there's some 
bobcats. There's some. <laughs> I don't, like there were bears the last time I went to mountains. Now, now don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. But, and, and, and I want to be in a confined box of some sort of house within the nature, but yes. I don't want to be in the nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't want the, the nature too close to you. I love the beach. Mm-hmm. Now, Dolly loves the beach as well. Mm-hmm. You know what else is at the beach? Um, sharks. I don't know if you are aware of this. Look, if it's my time to go, <laughs> I want to go as food. <laughs> I enjoyed it in life. I want to go as it in death. <laughs> See, and I am the total opposite, which, which that answers my question as to whether or not you would get in the ocean because I'm the opposite. Now, my husband will get, when I say he gets in the ocean, like he will go and swim in the ocean. I am like, no, there's too many things that will sting me, eat me, bite me. Like, and here's the thing. I love sharks. Like I'm, I'm fascinated and terrified at the same time of them. Like every week, uh, every year when they do shark week, that's one of my favorite weeks. Cause like, I love learning about them, but I want to learn about them from a safe distance, watching it from my television screen. You know, and I should be afraid of sharks because I, like every single time I go to the aquarium, and I go to the window, the sharks like come to me. They like look me in the eye. I'm like Aquaman. It is crazy. (laughs) They, 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 they converge upon me and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I should go get in the water with my children there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing (laughs) is you're the reason why we've been seeing more spottings off the coast of North Carolina. (laughs) I just dabble my toe and they come. I'm sorry, folks. I'm so sorry. They sensed you. Yeah. But what is not fun is going to the beach as a parent of a five-year-old. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yes. Well, and even, even beyond that, I went and I had my niece and my daughter <laughs> who is eight and my daughter, and I'm, I'm dragging these children like up the beach, you know, in the water. And like, it's this ugliness of me. Like if you were to see me on the beach you were like be like this is the meanest mom ever because i'm like stand up use your legs <laughs> and i'm dragging like 150 pounds up <laughs> against the current and my husband's back there and he's like i'm lifeguarding yeah i'm like okay watch i literally have the life in both of my hands how are you lifeguarding so yeah yeah but just myself yes i would go out into beyond the breakers yeah. I, I mean, and I, I love the ocean. I love it. it's beautiful. It's so peaceful. Like, uh, I mean, I love, I love, you know, being there as a family and all that kind of stuff, but um, I just, I, I'm not going to go far. Like, I mean, and even with the kids, I'm like, uh, 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 not so far. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of wonderful dangers that can, <laughs> that lurk in the water. So wonderful danger. I think that's kind of maybe like my parenting style. <laughs> wonderful danger well I, I love it. it and it is you know summer is such a good time to like be able to go and travel and um and to be able to you know spend time with family and just do these things um you know we our group of friends that that went to the mountains and we had not been I mean we were I think it was before I think our oldest children I'm trying to think I think they were babies or one years old the last time that we all like went off as a big group together um And so it was just, it was just fun to like, you know, it's just fun to get everybody together and go do that, you know, kind of fun stuff and spend time with family and all that kind of stuff. But that kind of segues into what we're talking about today was we thought, wouldn't it be fun to talk about some of our favorite things 
of summer and just some of the things we love about summer. Um, we're gonna touch on some of our favorite mission projects to do in the summertime. Um, just to kind of, you know, give you maybe some fun ideas of some things to try or to look for, um, and then have you share those with us uh, as you listen back to this too. So do you want to kick us off? You want me to kick us off? You kick us off. Um, all right. So here has been my first favorite thing. And uh, I have to tell you, it's a TV show because uh, you will soon learn this about me if you don't know. And that is, I, <laughs> I unashamedly love some reality TV and I love a reality competition show like any kind of like reality competition show and then like if you add food in with that so I'm talking like you know chopped I like top chef um you know the cake wars I mean just anything like that where it's like you're taking food and you're making something with it and it's in a competition form I am I'm just down with that and so it was so interesting my, my oldest daughter and I were um we were just channel surfing one day and we came across kids baking championship have you heard of this show have you ever seen it before mm-hmm. so it's apparently a couple years old I did not realize that that was the first time I'd seen it um and uh so it was you know it's a group of kids that are probably I mean they range in age maybe from like 10 to 13 and it's it's a competition style show where they're you know every week is a challenge so you know they might have to make homemade eclairs they might have to make a cake they might have to um, you know, do some sort of pie or strudel or just, I mean, it's all kinds of desserts and things. And I was fascinated with this because I'm like, these kids are making things I couldn't even dream of making. I mean, this is a 10 year old kid making homemade eclairs and cream puffs. And, and I'm just, I mean, I have to pull the box out of the trash for the brownies to make sure I need to put one or two eggs. And I don't know, like, like it is, it's just a thing. And so my, my oldest is like that too, where she really enjoys that kind of stuff. So we started watching it and why I loved it. And I loved it for the competition, but it was so sweet. These kids are just so, um, I don't know. They're just so well-intentioned and pure and like they help one another. And I think like, that's something we really don't see a lot of in the adult, you know, competition shows that we see. Um, but I remember one of the episodes we watched, you know, they, they count them down, you know, they'll give them a couple hours to, you know, do whatever that specific task is. Um, you know, they'll give them three hours to make such and such. And so this, this poor little boy, he just, he just had a hard time getting going and he ran into problems, getting all of his stuff, you know, together and just couldn't, it just, it just couldn't make it work. Mm-hmm. And so the clock's down to like one minute or two minutes. And he is, I mean, he didn't have anything on the plate. He is nowhere, nowhere to be, you know, mm-hmm. to be finished. And, um, and so the, these group of the other kids who'd already finished and played it came up and they're like, what do you need? Tell us how we can help. And boy, they just jumped in with him, got his stuff on the plate. You know, by this time he's stressed, he's, you know, he's getting little tears in his eyes and, and just frustrated. And they're like, it's okay. Like we're in it. We're going to help you. And I thought it was just such a sweet message. I think just to be able to, you know, to have my daughter witness that. And just to say like, you know, competition can be fun and competition certainly serves its purpose you know, at a time and place, but just to also see those kids stepping in to help each other because they wanted each other to do the best that they could, you know, like it was just such a sweet show. And the, and the problem with that is that none of those kids want to be winners. Like clearly if you wanted to be a winner, you're not competitive. (laughs) If you're going to help your neighbor, that's not happening. No, I'm just kidding. No, like I, I, in my discretionary time, I choose to have as little emotion involved in any situation as I can. So that show 
like when I leave it in tears, that's a no go for me. I'm not coming <laughs> back. And when they get cut, yes, like I just like to see those little children, like you know, and they always make you wait till the commercial break. And there's these three children lined up, and they've got their tears in their eyes. And I'm like, no, ma'am, because I, you know, the children's minister in me comes out. And then when they're cut, they have to go to like some upstairs loft. And I'm like, no, when children get cut and they have made a cake finer than anything I will ever make. Oh, in my life. Yes. Yes. Uh, then they need to get to go to the bouncy house. It needs <laughs> to be like an almost like they have to decide whether they want to be in the con competition or they want to bouncy house that that's how I feel about the baby. <laughs> Maybe show. the adult show should start incorporating some of that too. Yes. There should be cotton candy and bouncy houses when you get out. Yes. That's, what I, I that's how I feel. But if you are, you know, if you're looking, and, and I think this current season has just wrapped, um, but you can find it on, I know it's on Amazon Prime, it's probably like on Hulu, um, Food Network has it, uh, you know, on on their, like on demand and stuff. Um, it comes on Discovery Family, but, um, and they rerun it all the time. But if, you know, if anybody listening is just looking for just a good family friendly show, um, that's my, my first recommendation is, uh, is a good, good family, family friendly a reality cooking competition show um, to watch. And so Kids Baking Championship got my my two thumbs up for Niggas approval. <laughs> nah. Okay. <laughs> Too emotionally raw. Keep it at the Marvel Comics level of entertainment, please, yeah. for me. <laughs> I, I guess like if we, we've been binging on uh, Homestead Rescue at our house. Oh yeah. My husband likes that show too. We didn't, we didn't have cable before we came to this house because we don't have high speed internet. So at this house, so we had to get cable and like, we had to get cable. We could read a book, but but, (laughs) yeah, well, Gavin and I like, and, and it's, you know, they go to these homesteads of the failing homesteads and they help these people fix them up and they're these people from Matt and Misty and Marty and I feel like you know that we're, we're friends like that just like I am with Martha yeah. and um you know one's about hunting hunting and one's about mm-hmm. building and one's about uh gardening and and making a go of it and they help all of these people and I just I just love it and I love I love the way that some of them look at um look at people when they see the mess that they have made and the people are so sure that they have done it right and organically and, um, you know, just free ranging pigs is a good idea mm-hmm. on any farm, right? Mm-hmm. And they just like, they just, you look at them and you know that they're holding their tongue. And I love that. I love the Misty moment when Misty holds her tongue and doesn't help tell people what morons they are. Um, but I just love that show because it's really and. I know that it is TV and a lot of it's orchestrated, but you can tell that they are compassionate people. And I just mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. That would be, that would be my TV show for the summer. Uh, Gavin and I are about, you know, three steps away from getting goats. We are, we are on that <laughs> level with the rainies right now. And I'm like, Gavin, we can't be like those people who, who aren't ready for a goat and go get a goat. And they just like, they think they can have the homestead, the animals in the homestead before they've got a barn. You can't have, you can't have an animal without a barn, Gavin. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all judgy. I'm homestead or judgy now. I think, I think that's so funny. It, it, we, we've watched that show too. I should say my husband's really into that show too. And the funny thing is he was actually watching it last night and 
Um, and my, you know, our girls were asking questions about, he's just like, you know, they do their big reveals at the end and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And, um, and so he was just like, I could, I could so live that life. I was like, I think you think that, and it's a whole different ball game when you're out there. And he was like, nope, nope, sign me up. I could do it. <laughs> I was like, well, don't sign me up. I'm going <laughs> to. I gotta stay where I can get some Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's like I can't be glistening. I can't be glistening. I can't be glistening. Not for any goat. I'm gonna walk up a sweat. It's gonna be for a kid, not a goat. Yeah. Although a goat, a goat, goat kid, but I don't. Yeah. So. Didn't even plan that. Walked right into it. All right, number two. Number two. Go. All right, I kind of cheated because I have two in one. Now it's the same category, but I had to do two things. Cause you know, if I'm picking a book, that's really hard for me. Cause you know, I love to read. I'm all about some books. So I have two. I will go through them quickly. The first one is the book flooded by Nikki Kosiars. And the, it's just a great book. I read it earlier this summer. Um, the subtitle for it is the five best decisions to make when life is hard and doubt is rising. It's um, the way I just really admire authors and writers who can intertwine their personal stories with with Bible stories and make them come to life. And I just feel like Nikki's really good at that. Um, and so it's really, it's a study on Noah. And so I just learned so many new things about Noah. I had no idea some of the things. Um, it was just more of a really an in-depth study. Um, but if you happen to be in a place where, you know, you are having some doubts or you're wondering, uh, is it unbelief or is it doubt? Um, you know, what is God doing in this season with this and, uh, and with that, you know, happening in my life. And so it's just a very encouraging, uplifting book. Um, Nikki is just a solid Bible teacher. I've, you know, followed her, read, read her books and, and things for years. And so um, it's a Bible study, so, you know, so for those of you that maybe do like women's small groups and, um, you know, or friends, friend groups or things like that, uh, it, there's like a, I think it's a six week Bible study that goes along with it. And, uh, and so it's just, that's a good pairing. I think that was, I started off my summer with that book and um, it was just a really, really nice read for me at, at the time. Um, just to be able to, to learn some new things and kind of sift through just, you know, just some things, even personally that I was kind of going through and, and struggling with. And so um, very, very encouraging book. So that's, Flooded would be my first one. The second one is a, is a little bit of a shift away from more of a Bible study. And it is called The Lazy Genius Way. And it is by Kendra Adachi. And she's, she is the lazy genius is what she, that's what her name is. Um, and it is, I think I've just been in a season where I wanted some change in my routines. I wanted things to be easier. I, you know, I'm just sort of at that stage of life where I'm like, you know, I, it's got to be easier than this. You know, just laundry never goes away, but like there's got to be an easier way. And um, her whole book is just about all the de- all of these different principles, um, very easy, simple principles to follow that just really kind of her whole thing is like you decide what matters to you, you know? So like I use laundry as an example, but like the process of laundry might bother me and you might not, you know, that might not bother you at all. So it's like deciding what really matters in your life and, and how to make those things really a priority. Um, and then other things, her whole thing is like, you know, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I think that's kind of her, her tagline. So um, it's just a great, great book. I have learned so much from her. I have been putting, you know, some principles that she shares in the book into play. Um, and, and it does. I mean, it really does change and shift your mindset to where you're not mentally all the time struggling with what am I making for dinner? What am I wearing with, you know, with kids mm-hmm. stuff? I mean, it's just, she goes, you know, through lots of different things. 
um, and they're great, great examples. And so, um, you know, she's on Instagram uh, and Facebook and stuff too, but um, I listen to her podcast. I, yes. I yeah. Yeah. About meal planning for vacation mm-hmm. and her, her meal plan was basically repetition people. Don't be trying to think outside of the mm-hmm. box. Don't be trying to think mm-hmm. <laughs> about, you know, cooking up a storm, just get the same five meals and yes. repeat. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, she's got a great podcast. I think she has new episodes come out every Monday. Uh, I think it's Monday that she, hers released Yeah. And she just had one not long ago come out about like, you know, sort of navigating siblings who fight and just, you know, just, I mean, really, really good content. So that was my other summer pick that I have just really enjoyed reading her book and found it so helpful. And um, yeah, I'm trying to be a lazy genius is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not a genius yet, but I, I think I'm, I'll get there. <laughs> I, I would, I would say um, in comparison to moi, you are a genius, but um, far do, from it. Let me tell you, <laughs> I do like to read. I, I like to, as my friend Deanna says, I like to read with my ears. I like to read, listen to books um, on the way to work and, um, and back since it takes me an hour and 15 minutes these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. But um, one that, and I, I do a lot of Kindle reading, um, but one that I came across, um, recently is um godmothers uh why you need one and how to be one um, is that by lisa bevere yes oh yes i've heard about that not read it but i have heard about this yes Yes. i love it and this is about being a biblical godmother because she was she was saying so many mothers were were uh raised in in, in unbroken households and Mm -hmm. like she was and she said um so basically this is talking about how to help any young woman um, with their walk in life and their walk in faith. And she, what I love about, she is, she's sassy. You can tell she's a sassy mm-hmm. lady and she, she doesn't give you an excuse. Like she, she writes the book as if she is talking to a, a goddaughter. So you have no excuse. You have an, you have a script. She even has questions built in um, for future conversations with a goddaughter. Mm. And I, I have, I have loved it. And um, I just wanted to read one of the, the quotes that, that she had. Um, She talks about what she, she wanted to be the godmother that she didn't have and um, what she hoped the goddaughter would see in her Mm. and she said i hope she'd see promise and potential in me yet uh what the great what a what a godmother would see see in her she said i hope she'd see promise and potential in me yet help me to grow beyond my fearful weakness she would protect nourish and nurture what was on my life she would open the pages of her own stories so i could learn from her struggles she'd teach me to laugh at my at my future even as i cried in the moment she would be there for me, but rather than being on my side, for surely I can be wrong, she would be by my side. Mm. She'd be caring rather than controlling. She'd tell me truth in ways I could hear it. She'd open the treasury of her life and teach me the wisdom of God's seasons and the rhythm of his timing. Mm. I like, yes, ma'am. Thank you for that. So that I am mid-reading this and ladies, if you think that you don't have anything to say to millennials, if you think that that you don't have enough godly wisdom to impart uh, to be a godmother or to be a mentor, and it's all about mentoring, really, read this book. 
you will see that you have so much to offer and so much of your experiences and your challenges, especially, um, need to be shared with the next generation. And I sure hope that, um, that you will, you will pick up this book and, 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 and then, uh, pick up a mentorship. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love that. That's, that's one of those that's on my must read list. Um, I've just, I've heard really, really good things about it. Love that. Amazing. Um, and all of this stuff that we're mentioning, what we can, we'll link in the show notes. So we'll put links for you to, you know, be able to, to look at the books and things like that, that we're sharing, um, just to make it easier for you to find those things, should you want it. All right, then you come up with a great idea of talking about a favorite summer recipe or something that we loved food-wise for the summer. Mm. And <laughs> you might laugh at mine a little bit. Um, I love, and I mean like love, a Sonic cherry limeade. Do you like cherry limeades? I'm going to have to call you on that one because it's got to be a strawberry limeade for me. They, I'm sorry, what? They make a strawberry limeade? Yes, with real strawberries. Like you have <gasps> to suck hard to get the strawberry up through the straw. I did not know that. It tastes like wedding punch. It <gasps> is amazeballs. Did not know that. Okay. Yep. Well, just changed my life right here. Um, okay. Well, now I'm going to have to go through the Sonic and try it. But I had this, I got this thing in my head this summer where I wanted to learn how to make a cherry limeade at home because like my, mm-hmm. my girls love it. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's just one of those refreshing drinks. Um, and if you go through between two and 4 PM, you can get it for half off. <laughs> so you looked up the recipe for Shirley Temple. Uh, that's kind of basically what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I found, I'll link the recipe that I actually found. Um, but it's, it's interesting. So even within the recipe that I found, there were people that had previously worked at Sonic that were like, they were like, if you want it to taste, you know, you know, even more like it than add this stuff. So it's interesting. It's so interesting, but I did, I got the stuff to make it one day and I'm going to tell you, it was so refreshing on a hot day. Like my kids were like, yeah. I mean, now could I have driven across town to go get one? Yes. But like, you know, if I could just make it right there, uh, it would have been nice. So I, my whole thing is making those summer, summer drinks, those like slushies, smoothies, all that kind of stuff at home, um, is, is awesome. So, um, yeah, so I'll link the recipe to that, but I mean, it really was just like Sprite and some like, you know, fresh limes and, um, you know, like maraschino cherries and stuff like that. I mean, it was, it, it was so good, but you just tell me there's a strawberry limeade has just, I mean, like I might have to go this week and get one. Well, that makes me, that starts to get my brain working for other flavors. I mean, Sonic can pretty much make anything that you want to, you know, want them to make, but like, no, that never even crossed my mind to ask if they can make a strawberry one. You know, strawberries are like my favorite thing. I'm so sad that strawberry season is over here in North Carolina. Um, for the most part, because that's just that mm, I love some, some fresh, some fresh fruit in the summer. Um, but yeah, well, now you, you have just, you, I feel like that might just blow my cherry one right out of the water. It will, so it will definitely do that. I'll have to report back on that. Well, you thanks for that. Li- thanks for that life changing. To to me. I know it's good. You're not going to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for that life changing advice there. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so my favorite recipe, I don't know why I said, let's talk about recipes. Cause y'all know, um, in the summertime, you don't know. I don't, I really don't cook a lot in the summer. So uh, easy, easy, cheesy, lemon squeezy uh, for me. And so I have discovered something though, that I think like, especially if you're dieting as I am and um, 
counting the calories. Um, it's called Ithaca lemon dill hummus. I'm not a huge hummus fan, but this mm -hmm. stuff, like I love, love, love. And so I substitute it for mayonnaise and just about anything. But oh. what, what I love it for is breakfast. You get toast, you make, make toast, one slice of toast, you know, if you're going to be good, be, do a wheat toast. But if you want the best tasting, get like a Tuscan or Italian, like something that's got a little bit of rosemary in it. Uh, toast that and put put the hummus on and then slices of tomato, and a little bit of salt, maybe some cucumbers if you're feeling fancy. But it is, it is so good, so easy, so light. And um, your mm. rear end will thank you because it's not going to make it bigger. So yeah that's the I am not <laughs> yeah I am not a big hummus person I have tried to like it I have tried the things but but maybe maybe I need to branch out again and and try something like yeah. this yeah no but this is this is really good and of course you know I would have to unhealthy it by putting it on bread but you know, there you go do you like mayonnaise are you a big mayonnaise person I love some dukes so I, here's another just you know spicy take for you I, I don't like mayonnaise not one bit like even to put it on, like, I mean, now, which is interesting because I love ranch, ranch, like, sure. you know, I could ride or die for ranch. Um, and you have to use mayonnaise to make ranch. So even if I'm making like a homemade ranch at home, even, I mean, ugh, I can't even think about it. <laughs> the smell alone. Get, I can't, I cannot do it. I, I use cannot. sour cream instead of, instead of yes, mayonnaise. I have done that before too. It's just not the same, Rebecca. <laughs> It might be healthier, but it is not the same thing. I don't think it's any healthier. It's just not mayonnaise. Yeah. I, there's something about mayonnaise that scares me a little bit, you know, like, cause I, I was, I, I had the, you know, the barbecue, everybody got food poisoning experience. Um, though mm, mm. so I'm pretty sure that was started with some potato salad. And so I'm never like really sure, like how long is okay for, for potato salad. So it becomes, yep. it's like walking through a gauntlet like mm -hmm. maybe you missed it maybe you didn't maybe you'll get knocked out this time maybe you won't so mm -hmm. yeah yeah the summer cookout like the picnic spread is a thing because I'm the same way with potato salad and it depends on who you know who's making the potato salad um but even like a, and I love a fresh broccoli salad which mayonnaise typically you know goes in in the dressing that you use with the broccoli salad so I, I can't figure it out because I like adjacent mayonnaise adjacent things but I physically, I cannot put it. I'm, it's so funny. Like my husband just laughs at me. If I'm like, if I, you know, making him a sandwich or something like that, and he, you know, he'll, you know, he likes it. If it even touches my hand, I'm like, I got to wash my hand immediately. <laughs> like, even making the, the school lunches. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, Doing I, it with love. <laughs> uh -uh. I, I don't, I do not know why. Cause it's so funny. Like, I mean, I, but I just, mm -mm, nope. And I, and I, I cannot. To be honest with myself too. I only like broccoli and broccoli salad. And then it's pretty much candied. I have come to the realization this summer too, that I don't, I don't really like anything that can get in my teeth. So I don't like broccoli like that can get in your teeth. I don't like corn on the cob. Isn't that strange? Like I'm a Southerner and I do not like corn on the cob. No, I don't think I, it's I don't strange. mind like any other way. And I know yeah. it probably gets in my teeth the other way, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a real stickler for like, if it can get between my teeth, it's just, it drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I had a, I just had like a real hankering to have like a, my mama used to make like the just the best broccoli salad. And so like, I hadn't had it, you know, in forever. And so 
just, I mean, I think it was around Easter time and I was like, oh my gosh, I just got to make some broccoli salad. And so I pulled out her old recipe book and found it and, and made it and took it over to my in-laws for, for Easter dinner. And boy, I mean, we just all just ate that up. And when I was like, well, that's not going to satisfy that craving. Like I'm going to have to make it again. And I think I have made it probably three or four times since Easter. And then I got to a point where I was like, and we're done with this. Like, <laughs> I think I ate my weight in broccoli salad and I'm like, and we're done. I was, like, like, I was there at go. I was there at go. No, thank yeah. you for the broccoli salad. Cause it has, cause it has broccoli. So. You have to eat your vegetables. <laughs> eat my collars. Well, green, you know, we'll leave that one out of the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next thing I got is I have a worship album that I love. And it is Tasha Cobb Leonard's royalty album. And I mean, anything that Tasha Cobb Leonard does is, I mean, she's just a phenomenal singer and worship leader. Um, but she recorded this live at the Ryman, which, you know, is, is in Nashville, I believe. And, um, and so it's this very private worship experience. You know, you have a small audience there. So you sort of get this you know, very intimate feel of people being there and, you know, mm-hmm. and worshiping and, and, you know, and hearing them. And yet it's still very personal at the same time. And, um, and so it's, it's not a new album that it, it came out last year. And, um, but it is just, if oh, I get, I mean, I still, I listen to it at least once a week uh, now, <laughs> sometimes more, but it is just, um, just a fantastic worship album. She is just an, an anointed and gifted worship leader. Um, but I like, I like some worship songs that are a good mix of some pain and some praise. And I feel like that is kind of where this album lands. Like, um, she's just got some great songs on here. Uh, you know, and the, the lovely thing about her doing this at the Ryman is that you sort of get this before she sings, you'll get, you know, how she wrote it, where she wrote it, what was the Lord saying to her when she wrote it. Um, and so I just, I love that kind of stuff. I love hearing, you know, songwriters talk about, you know, how they came to write a song and what was the inspiration behind it. Um, so just some beautiful worship music. If you are looking for something, I and mean, there's some upbeat songs, there's some slower songs. Um, it is just, I, I mean, I still, like I said, I listen to it at least once a week, if not more now. Um, but it is, it's just a wonderful worship album. And, um, funny enough when her album came out, um, she, we're Tasha and I are friends. She just doesn't know that we're friends. Um, <laughs> like me and Martha and Marty and Misty and Matthew. Yeah. Like you and Martha. Um, but, uh, it was so, it was so funny. Uh, we might have a friend that really, really loves her albums and stuff too, and her music. And so when her album came out, you know, I've just like posted under her Instagram. I was like, oh, this whole album is like fire. And like I did a little fire emoji. And I was like, oh, I'm just, you know, so thankful for this album. And she commented back. And I was like, well, we're friends now, Tasha. Like, hey, Tasha. Now, could it have been somebody else, maybe like on her team? Sure. I'm not going to get weighed down with the technicalities other than immediately I saw that and I screenshotted it to my friend who also likes her. And I was like, I just need you to know that Tasha and I are friends now. Like she replied to me, it, it, our friendship is on and, uh, and that's, what's going to happen. So you're, you're an influencer now. (laughs) Anyway, so that her royalty album, fantastic. Um, listen to it. It's just, yeah, it's just gold. Love it. Okay. So my favorite of all times and always will be, it doesn't matter who else is wonderful and 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 glorious in their voice in, in, in every way. My favorite of all time will, always be 
Rich Mullins, the Jesus demos. Wow. You taking it back, back. This is back, back. And, uh, you know, Rich Mullins, uh, died, um, the same day as princess Diana. And, oh, um, I didn't know that. Or I didn't he, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So this was my, you know, some for in college, you know, and, um, this album came out posthumously and, um, it is, it's a double-sided disc and one side is the Jesus demos and one side is the Jesus record mm -hmm. and the Jesus demos is Rich Mullins playing and singing these songs into a tape recorder in an old church, like, oh, wow. like, like you think of one of those white board clad old like it was an abandoned church mm -hmm. and um you can hear like the piano is an old piano he's playing on it and it just and it's it's just i don't know there's just something so true about that album that's where uh, the mm -hmm. song my deliverer mm -hmm. comes from and hearing him sing that in this you know old church into a tape recorder is just so authentic and so beautiful and um, every generation needs to listen to that and lis listen to the demos first because the demos will give you chills, just mm. chills. Oh. I love that. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something about, um, you know, even even going back to those those the older hymns and just hearing like if, if there's a rawness to it that I think makes it so special, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Love Definitely. that. All right. Well, we're rounding the home base here. Uh, so the last thing I got, and I think you have one too, or uh, something similar, is I have one of my all-time favorite mission projects to do. Um, and you could easily do this with your family. You can do this with your church, with your small group. Um, and we called them, this is something that I did back when I was an act teens leader. And I did this with my, with my, with my teen girls. Um, we did a project called Night Night Bags. Have you ever heard of this before? Okay. It's, it's, it's really cool. And so it's actually an organization, it's a nonprofit and they are actually called, I believe that they're called project night night. Um, and this is where I, I got the original idea. So the original idea is not mine at all, but uh, we just took it and kind of tweaked it a little bit, but it is the idea that so many children and youth face homelessness. And when they are in times of crisis and transition, it is a way for them to have uh, a tangible comfort item. And so what we did was we collected some really nice um, cloth bags and, and cinch sacks. And the whole idea behind it is that you're giving them these comfort items. And so it was uh, a really soft blanket, a stuffed animal, and a book. And we divided them up kind of by age levels. Um, and so that, that was what Project Night Night uh, and their their list requirement that that's what they did. We took it and added on some other things. So we added in um, a toothbrush and, you know, toothpaste set. Um, we added in some just additional hygiene items because when you're thinking about kids who are, who are in a time of transition, whether that's facing homelessness, whether it's, um, you know, going through foster care or something like that. I mean, it's, you, you want to be able to, for them to have something that is their own. And so um, I was really drawn to this project. And then when I, I told the girls about it, they were really invested in it. And so it really became, I think, one of our favorite projects that we ever did. And, um, and so we really did. We, we collected the bags. Um, we worked with our one of our local 
shelters in our area and called ahead and kind of said, you know, how many, if you could kind of guesstimate right now, how many kids do you think, you know, you would have, or how many bags could we make? And, uh, and so that's kind of how we did that. And so I think there are so many different ways that you could do this, but it's just, it's always been one of my favorite projects because um, you're giving those comfort items, but it's also just a way to, to love on these kids who are in such um, oftentimes in, in situations with a lot of trauma, with they're facing crisis. Um, if you think about children who may have to be removed from their homes for, you know, certain situations, um, you know, with not much time to get items and, and things like that, it is, it is a means of being able to say, this is yours. Nobody's taking it from you. And this is, you know, these are your items, your comfort items, just as a, you know, especially when we think of younger kids, um, you know, just to be able to have those. And so I think you can do this in a lot of different ways. Like I said, you could do it as a family, you can do it as a, you know, small group or as a church. Um, and you can work with Project Night Night, you know, they'll, they'll work with you on, on things, you know, places to take things. But I would also recommend calling your local shelters in your community, working with your local department of social services, you know, see if this is a need that you might can meet at this time. Um, I don't know, it just, it was always, just one of those special projects that I think we all just really loved because we knew um, it, it really was going to mean something. You know, this was something that just held a lot, held a lot of meaning and, um, and just were able to love on these kids. And now we, we never saw, you know, we didn't get to meet with any kids who would have gotten them, but it was just, I think, a realization for them um, to be able to see, to get an idea of what some, what, a lot of children face and um especially when you're talking about things like homelessness and things like that it's it's can be hard for them to grasp that you know at times um and the severity of that and so that was just one of our favorite favorite projects um that we got to do the whole church really got involved and 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 loved you know and and my thing don't give them a crappy blanket don't give them like a stuffed animal that's missing an eye like give them a nice blanket a them give them new items that they that they can have you have to make the choice of whether you're going to throw this away or put it in the night night bag then throw it away exactly yes yes give give think about what your own children would love the kind of stuffed animals they love um yeah i mean give give them some nice give them yeah. some nice stuffed animals to, to love on so i think that my uh ministry pick would would tie in very well with yours um, my, my ministry missions pick is, um, it's a ministry and it's a mission project. Um, and it would be the beacon rescue mission in Dunn, North Carolina. And if beacon rescue mission was putting, I, it would be gone because I would eat it up. I eat it up what they are. I love what they're cooking at this place. Let's just say that, um, what Amos and the folks at Beacon Rescue do to me is one of the purest forms of Matthew 25:34. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in, was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. And let me tell you, Beacon Rescue Mission checks all those boxes, just all of them. They understand what it is to be a neighbor. 
And um, I love how it started. It started with Amos's parents finding out uh, from a local uh, sheriff, uh, sheriff's deputy, about a young woman who didn't have a place to sleep for she and her her baby one night and went to the went to the the jail and 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 asked could she just sleep there for the night and they had to turn her away and um and his parents said next time that happens anytime that happens here's our number give us a call and um he said they got about 200 and some calls that year wow and um, then just took that on as their life's ministry and bought this house and uh, that was built in the 1800s and um, they serve about 250 uh, homeless people a year. Um, they, they specialize in families and in restoring people back uh, to financial health. Um, they help them with finance classes. They help them with, you know, just learning to budget and, and, and shop and they have Bible study and they have just, there's a whole program that they bring them through, which I'm sure is not unusual for any, any uh, faith-based homeless shelter. Um, but what I love about them is if you ask, if I say, Amos, how can people help? He would say, just come eat with our people. Like he said, you could bring them food, but we would rather you sit down at the table and eat with mm -hmm. these folks. And, and he says, and our kids need somebody to play with. If you've got a, a children's missions group, organize a play date, come over here and just play with the kids. And I just, I love that about them because they are all about that, the, how much mentoring and having that example can change a life. He said, if, if you have a women's Bible study, could you, could you have it here for a month and, and meet here? we have a nice space for a Bible study and incorporate our women into it. So I just, I just love that. They just want you to be with them. Mm -hmm. And that, and we know that when we are in the midst of, of ministry um, amongst any people group, among, if no matter what country you're in, wherever it's the relationships change one another, like yeah. they change you. You always say, I went to help them, but they changed me. You know, I, I, they recognize that there, um, that these relationships can change people. They can change us. They can change them. And, um, and they have had all of their funding, uh, good old Harnett County, love it so much. But then, oh gosh, this year they cut a hundred percent of the funding to non nonprofits. Mm. So these guys have paid $12,000 out of their own budget to continue to do ministry uh, by ho housing all of these people in a hotel. And they're continuing to minister to them and keep their programs going. And so um, I just, just the heart that they were like, we're not going to let the pandemic stop our ministry. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say my, my mission project for you, the ministry for you, for, for the upcoming, I mean, just for forever, stop by Beacon Rescue Mission and just love on some people. Mm -hmm. I think that is, that's so central to just the work, like you're saying, the work that they do. And just for us to be, it's just a good reminder. Like, you know, I think we get in this mindset sometimes where it's like, well, let me go and donate this and let me go. And, and all of that is, is great and so needed. Mm -hmm. But like you said, it's suspending the time with people. It's, I think it's taking that extra time to just to, just to be a part of their lives and to get to know them. I mean, I think that in itself just means so much, you know? 
I'm just going to challenge you ladies out there. If you are anywhere in the Harnett County region, if you're in Johnston, if you're in Lee, if you have a women's Bible study group, take it to the next level by taking it there. Um, have your Bible study for a month there. And, and I, that's my challenge for you is um, it's time to, to put our, our actions where our, our faith is and, and just say, you know what, we don't have to be in our, our homes or in our church classroom. Let's, and they have a beautiful lobby area that you could do your Bible study in and um, just, just make that small sacrifice. And I promise you, you will be changed. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's such a great challenge to add Becca. And, and for those of you listening that are not even maybe in the state or even in the country, we'll link to their website in the show notes for you to be able to look at that. Um, and, and if you're, you're far away, I'm sure maybe there are other ministries similar to, to what they are doing in your area that you could help, you know, do something very similar. Maybe the Lord is going to call somebody to do a ministry like that in their area if there's not one. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll make sure, sh- we'll make sure that we link to that so that people can go and find out more information, uh, and, and be in touch with, with people there, um, so that if they, if they would love to give or to help in some way, um, they can do that. You cannot walk away from Beacon and Amos and, uh, and the guys and and gals that work there and not be like, those are my people. Like they are just, their hearts are so pure and true for, for loving their neighbor. Um, please just check that out. Love that. Well, I think you have any other things on your list? No, and I think we have been talking for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, and you know, every every time we say we're going to make this shorter, we're going to make this shorter, um, you know, and we just, it's just, we get into talking <laughs> and it's fun to talk. <laughs> but if you have favorites that you want to share with us, I mean, you know, get in touch with us, you know, message us, email us. Um, we want to hear what some of your favorite things are too. And if you have ministries or mission projects like this in your area that you have done and you want to share with us, we would love to hear some of the things that you're doing as well. Um, and so I think that's it for us for, for today. And we'll be back soon with another episode. I really think we've covered the gamut. We've talked about loving your neighbor. We've talked about Dolly and sharks. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what other goal content. To get this, this <laughs> varied nature of entertainment. Where else? Only here, only, only here. here I home. mean, we're, we're only here to entertain and provide the most professional content you've ever heard. So <laughs> there's that. Well, we will see you guys next time and have a great day, everybody. Bye.